Hello and welcome to the Third and Long Podcast, the only podcast for NFL punters. I'm your new host, Grant Lee. I'm very excited to be joining the Little Birdie team, bringing all my views and tips on the NFL. Third and Long Podcast is brought to you by topsport.com.au, punting form, Little Birdie TV, and the home of the Comics Lounge, the home of stand-up comedy. Normally, Nick Tedeschi would be joining us, uh, but he's got some family commitments. So we have off the bench our specialist, our superstar, our gun, Mark Goodwill. How are you, mate? Good morning. <laughs> I t- tried to get off the show uh, <laughs> after last year. We brought you in as the number one recruit to host oh. the show. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately uh, for Top Ropers, he's uh, – Affectionately known, he's had a uh, bit of a family issue, so it's uh, stopped him doing today's show. So he's uh, quickly called me to uh, get off the bench wow. and uh, and provide his tips to the punters. So I will be speaking on behalf of Top Rope Punters. Beautiful. So, so the punters shouldn't fear. They, they're getting the good oil. And, uh, yeah, as we talk later, you can buy his package to the house and get all his uh, his information. But I will be relaying him for him today, and then you will see his friendly face uh, next week's show. Wonderful. We look forward to – I actually look forward to – Working with Top Rope next week, uh, which I can't wait. But also, too, live from Miami, we have our superstar tipster, Jerry Jones. How are you, mate? How was your preseason? I'm doing great. I don't know how I can top Mark's intro. He was the greatest of all time of everything. So I'm doing good, just hanging out, trying to have some fun and pick some winners. Now, Jerry, I have to ask you, I have to address the elephant in the room. Uh, you haven't complimented or said anything about my T-shirt. Um, yeah. Is it bring out my eyes? It it kind of just speaks for itself, doesn't it? I mean, it's 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 cowboys all over the place. You can't miss it. <laughs> yeah, no, we're uh, going to be from uh, top to bottom, I dare say. But anyway, uh, let's hop straight into it, boys. Deshaun in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, I mean, he's not in a little bit of trouble. He's in a lot of trouble. Uh, they originally announced the penalty and uh, the way the Browns structured his contract. They knew what was coming. He basically took a little slap on the wrist. They announced it, and then there was a huge uproar, huge backlash. Uh, They had to go back to the drawing table. I mean, he didn't miss his year, and I guess that was his goal. But they they, they started really short. They extended it, and now we got Jacoby Brissett for the Cleveland Browns for uh, well well more than half the season. Uh, I think he's in trouble. I think they're in trouble, but we'll see what happens. Maybe – you know, if they can go six and five, five and six, you know, 500 around there, maybe he turns it on. But he looked pretty rusty in some of those preseason games. Oh, yes, he did. And it'll be interesting, too, that when he does come back, he'll be playing against his old team, uh, the Texans. Uh, but a snapshot, 11-game suspension, $5 million in fines, has to do ongoing counselling until he's reinstated by the league. Um, you know, these are these are some things that, you know, a, a bigger than football, and he still pleads that he never assaulted anyone. And uh, Susan Robin, who ruled on Watson uh, on the case on Watson's case, said that his behaviour was in fact predatory. So, from my knowledge of being a Year Twelve student at uh, Bentley <laughs> High, um, I wasn't sure of what predatory behaviour was. So I did Google, and Jerry. It was a photo of me outside of Krispy Kreme. So now I am uh, I'm, I'm up to date with what that actually meant. So, but this anyway, fair enough. Does that put a line through uh, Cleveland's year, Jerry? Uh, it probably does. 
like I said, if they can somehow squeak out 500, you know, it's a whole new ball game in the playoffs, but I just don't see it. I, I think that uh, they're preparing for next year. Let's just put it that way. So, Jerry, I just wanted to ask you, so the Rams won the Super Bowl last year. Um, I would love to remember the actual game, um, but I was at Little Birdie's Super Bowl party, um, and I paid for it for about a week or two later, <laughs> but all good. Um, do you think they can do it again? There's no reason that they can't do it again, uh, but I would not put my money on them. Reach Repeat champions are very rare in the NFL. Uh, they do have their whole core back, and they did add Allen Robinson, the wide receiver, who should be pretty good, open it up a little bit more for Stafford. But, you know, it, it's just so hard to repeat. Everyone's gunning for you. And let's just put it this way. I know we're going to get into it, but week one, they're at home and they're an underdog. Yeah, they're playing the Bills. I get it. But the defending Super Bowl champs are a home underdog. That just shows you how tough it is to repeat in the NFL. Yes. And in saying that, you know, the last team that did repeat in the NFL was uh, the New England Patriots in 2000 and 2003. So it is very hard. And and in the history of teams going back-to-back, there's only been eight um, in the new Super Bowl era. So I'm with you. I think they will will, will struggle to win their division, um, but I also think they will beat the Bills this week. So hmm. uh, player moves, boys. It's been a, been a big offseason. There's been a lot that have moved around, none bigger than Russell Wilson finally getting out of Seattle. Got his payday, $245 million. Um, MG, what do you call a week without rain in Seattle? <laughs> Not sure. Summer. <laughs> it rains all the time. All the time, mate. Uh, so, yeah. So are you a bit excited for <laughs> Russell, Russell being in Denver, Jerry? Yeah, I mean, uh, look, he had to get out of Seattle. Pete Carroll, I don't know how old he is. He's, I think he's like 80, but it's just the game has passed him by. He's stubborn. He he plays like seven different running backs. He keeps drafting one each and every year. Russell had huge talent on the outside uh, with Lockett and DK Metcalf, but they didn't utilize his skill sets. I mean, Denver looks like they don't have the top-tier receivers like they did, but they have the offensive line, they have the running game, and they have depth at wide receivers. So I think he'll be able to throw it all over a lot. And I do like the spot. It's kind of reminiscent of when Peyton Manning came over, although not as old, you know, came in with a good defense, a good offensive line, and he won his Super Bowl over there. So let's see if Russell Wilson could do the same thing. Yes. Yes. I, uh, I'm looking forward to a, a big year from Russell and hearing him say, let's ride more than uh, 10,000 times. So, Tyreek Hill left Kansas City to go to Miami. For some people, um, if they don't know, Tyreek's nickname is the Cheetah, so he will fit in well in Miami. Um, what's your thoughts on that, uh, Jerry? Yeah, so uh, that's my uh, you know my adopted home team. I'm down here in Miami. If I do go to a game, it will be a Dolphins game. Um, I just I'm, I'm I don't become a homer when it comes to my money. I, I root for them but I will never just bet on them because I'm going to the game or because of the dolphins. I'm afraid Hill is a ridiculous talent. They call him the cheetah for a reason. He can get wide open and get past anyone. You can even see it in the preseason. I'm not sure Tua has the arm strength though. I'm still kicking myself that we do not have Justin Herbert. We screwed that draft yes. up by picking Tua first, but I don't know. I think uh, he'll fit in well, as long as Tua doesn't underthrow him three or four times a game. 
they'll surprise. I think they can make the playoffs. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but he will help. And the you know Jalen Wadden go, Wad, Waddle going into his second year. Those two guys opposite each other is going to be real fun to watch. Yeah, no, it will be exciting. I I must say my favorite player movement for the year was uh, Matty Ryan uh, finally leaving Atlanta, going down to the Colts. Um, I still don't think he's he's let it go, Jerry. That you know they were twenty eight to three up on the Patriots in that Super Bowl. So a clean slate for him, and and I think that the Colts could be one of the the roughies of the year this year. What's your take on that? Yeah, I, it's funny you bring that up. You weren't around last year, but the Colts were my sleeper last year, and they went to sleep uh, because of Carson Wentz. But they had a great running game, great defense. I thought Carson Wentz was an upgrade from Phillip Rivers because Rivers couldn't get the ball down the field, and now I'm going from Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan. I feel that's an upgrade again. So I believe uh, they could do some damage in the playoffs. Like I said, they were my sleeper last year. Uh, I think they can do well. Matt Ryan, you know, at the 37, 38 or whatever he is, he's still an upgrade. So uh, with Jonathan Taylor running the ball and a great defense and a great offensive line, he doesn't have to do much. Um, they can, you know, last year they, they beat the Patriots on a Thursday night game, I believe it was, and everybody was going wild. I had them to win the Super Bowl and then, Wentz gets COVID. They play the Raiders on like a Thursday night. They lost to the Raiders. And then the unthinkable of the unthinkable, and they lose to Jacksonville on the last game of the season with the playoffs on the line. That is unfathomable. Well, I I, I think that's the reason why he was booted out of Atlanta and, and, and sent to the powerhouse of the Washington Commanders, uh, formerly known as the Raiders. I think it's his last chance. Not really much more to say with that. Hopefully he has a good season. But just quickly, I just wanted to ask MG, um, you know, Tom Brady retired. <laughs> you're uh, you're sitting there with your Buccaneers hat and your Tom Brady jersey from the Patriots. Bet each way. Um, do you have a, a tip on why he, why he returned, why he came back? He misses the game. You're a long time retired. <laughs> as, as you know, you're still playing the game, aren't you? 20 years plus of playing the game. Why, why would you retire? He makes the playoffs. He's in a good team. He's uh, he's fit. He's healthy. He may as well go around. He's, what's he going to do if he retires? He's not a fisherman. Well, he's 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 got a supermodel supermodel wife. He's got children. Um, so that's probably the reason why he did come back. Because yeah. <laughs> I know in the uh, in the in the off season, I get to spend time with my three kids and my lovely wife. And but thank God, football's back now, and uh, I'm a lot more happier. So I love it. You yeah, know, one more year. One more year, you'll do. I think so. I just, I, I, I find it hard to think that they will return to the Super Bowl. I don't think they will. I don't think they'll win it. I think Brady will have a very tough year with that offensive line that has basically crumbled. But they do start the year with the Cowboys, and that's always a, a given, isn't it? All right, so boys, let's jump straight into it. Our futures chat. Let's have a look at the top of the list. We've got Buffalo Bills at six fifty. They are the flavor of the month. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 8.75. I'd love to know what they are not to make the playoffs, but let's not go there. Kansas City Chiefs, who I like, at 9.50. Green Bay Packers at $11. LA Rams at $12. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers at 15. San Francisco 49ers at 17. Baltimore Ravens at 19. And so heading down, we've got a lot more. Cowboys at 22. Uh, I could offer you a thousand to one on that one, but let's not go there. 
my sleeper definitely is the Minnesota Vikings at 31. Jerry, who do you like? So uh, there's two questions here. Who do I like and who's the value on? Uh, you didn't even get to my team, which is, you know, pretty crazy. But uh, I'm going to go with a dark horse because it's the only way to make money in this league. Uh, I'm going with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, we didn't quite get up to their spot. I have them at 31 to 1. Uh, so I guess in your odds over there, that's what, 32.0. Um, I just believe that if you're going to do this, you got to go in the NFC. That's number one. The AFC is loaded. I mean, the AFC West alone with the Chargers, the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chiefs. Then you got the Bills. Uh, you know, it's it, you're loaded up there. So it's hard to narrow down. I think the Saints, who have Tampa Bay's number, they seem to play well against Brady. They have a ferocious defensive line. Now we're adding back Winston, who had the injury. You got Chris Olave, the rookie wide receiver. You got Michael Thomas, wide receiver. You're adding a lot of weapons. And although they had a coaching change, Dennis Allen was in the system last year. So my dark horse would be the value play Saints at 31 to 1. Um, but if you're asking who I think is going to win, I, it's hard to get past a favorite. Like the Bills seem like the cream of the crop. They seem like they, they blew that game against KC last year. They looked loaded. Offense unstoppable. Defense, although I think they were a little fraudulent, they were ranked number one. So I, I think the Bills will win it, but my money is not on them. And I hope that makes sense to the uh, people of the audience. You know, there's there's one thing where you think it's going to happen, and then there's no value on it. So there's no reason for me to try to lock up money for four months to try to get six to one. I'm trying to make the big score. I'm going with the New Orleans Saints at 31 to one. Well, I've just jumped on my topsport.com.au account and I've uh, I've put a little flutter on there. So thank you for that, Jerry. <laughs> but can I ask you one thing, Jerry, when it comes to value? I really like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I think that they're the only team in the NFL that could repeat what the Cincinnati Bengals did last year from bottom to top. Uh, what's your take on the, the Jags? Again, uh, you know, I'm not saying they can't do it. I, I don't see it again, but, you know, who saw Cincinnati last year? So you, you could be onto something, new coach, uh, quarterback who was the known overall number one pick for like five years. Like coming out of high school, they knew he was going to be number one. I uh, had a terrible year last year, the Urban Meyer disaster. Um, I, I, they can surprise. Uh, the problem is, again, we'll get back to my opening, and I, I'm glancing down at these odds here as I talk. I'm just trying to see what's on on my phone, but I, what do you got? I'm about 150 to one, 155 to one. It It's worth taking a flyer. But again, like you said, value, this is not something you're expecting to win. You'd be super happy if you woke up where they slid into the playoffs and maybe won one game and then maybe try to hedge from there. But, uh, you know, I, I can't fault anyone for taking anything at 155 to one. There's always been one team that has gone from the bottom of the division to the top in the last 17 years out of 19. So hopefully my my money is on the Jags. Um, not a lot, MG. You don't have to have much on at those prices, though. I tell you, mate, a couple of bucks, yeah. it's just uh, it's a cup of coffee. So yeah. Well, Jerry didn't say no, so that's, you know, he didn't <laughs> laugh at you, so that's a, it's a good start. <laughs> so, it's MG, start, who right? have you got as the good teams this year? Well, I, I, well, I'm going to tip. Uh, Jerry obviously gave his value pick as the Saints, and then he said who, you know, does he think is going to win was the Bills. 
And to state the obvious, top ropes can't get away from the, the Buffalo Bills either. Yep. At 6.50, they are favourites, and I'm not sure what the actual record of favourites pre-season to actually winning winning the Super Bowl are. But, yeah, top rope, very confident on the Bills. Just can't get away with them. With the, you know, obviously loaded both sides of, of the ball. Uh, got a dominant quarterback. Home ground advantage, unbelievable. So he's tipping that. But my personal uh, value pick, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. I think they were $19 wow. on the good. list. Uh, again, just dominated their preseason. I think they've got an extraordinary record. Jerry will probably correct me, but he has 22 straight or 23 straight preseason game wins now. I just think Baltimore had some injuries and everything last year, maybe some excuses. They always seem to be in close games, which which kind of swings their season around. But, yeah, I, I value pick just looking at it, um, getting away from some of the obvious teams, uh, Baltimore at $19 for me. Yes, I uh, I like, uh, I like uh, Baltimore as well. So. Let's. Uh, I've. I've got a th- something I want to put past you, Jerry, and with your knowledge of uh, betting and punting and all that sort of stuff. When I look at the bad, uh, the teams that are good from last year that will not make the playoffs this year, two teams stick out to me, and I want to get your your take on this. And and am I correct? I have the Dallas Cowboys missing the playoffs. Uh, at topsport.com.au, they are at $3.15 for that. And I also have, and Tampa Bay fans will hate me, uh, but I also have Tampa Bay Buccaneers missing the playoffs and they're at 5-1. to one. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm going to go there. I'll go the, the second one first. I agree with you on the Tampa. Um, my open was with how the Saints dominate them and dominate that line. Um, it seems like all five guys from the offensive line are gone. They got guys injured or retired. Um, Brady, again, the greatest ever, another year older, took two weeks off in the preseason. I mean, he doesn't need it mentally, but physically at some point, father time always wins. And and this could be the year I, I could definitely see Tampa Bay not making the playoffs. Dallas is a whole nother story, uh, because their division is so weak. Um, they're the cream of the crop in that NFC East. I think they'll they'll get there. I think the Eagles are up and coming. I think the Skins are, the, well, whoever they are, the Redskins, the Washington football team. <laughs> commanders. The commanders, whatever they're called. They're, they're just who they usually are. They'll be 500 or worse, and the Giants are terrible. So uh, I, I just, would it surprise me? No. But who in that division is going to go ahead and beat them twice and just make sure that they're buried? And don't make it. I mean, Mike McCarthy's a terrible coach, so I can see that. But I just think they have too much talent, and I think they have an easy road. That's that's the only thing blocking there. So I'll, I'll agree with one, and I won't agree with the other. Well, as a Cowboy fan, that makes me feel a little bit special. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, when it comes to division winners and value, have you got some, some tips out there for the punters uh, that they can make a little bit of money to prepare for the, uh, the little birdie Super Bowl party? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if I told you the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl, so uh, take about three to one on them. I think Tampa's a huge favorite. Again, I apologize. I'm looking at my phone to get the current odds. Tampa's a huge favorite at like minus 215. Again, you guys use the decimal system, so I'm trying to – I don't know $3. what that 15, is. $3.15, yep. Five or what it is. Um, Saints, three to one to win that division. Uh, I would take a long shot. Uh, I just said the Cowboys, I can't see past anyone. The Giants at 10 to one. To win a four-team division, why not take a flyer there? Ten to one to win a four-team division. I mean, that's I I just don't understand how that's not a possibility. 
And the last one we'll go with, and the only this is the only reason I'm doing this, is because it's the toughest division in all of football, and they're the longest price. The Las Vegas Raiders at plus uh, 554, so I guess 6.54. Uh, I think only because it's the toughest division, I see anything happening there. They're the longest shot on the board. Again, these are 14 divisions. If I'm taking 5-1 to one and 10-1, to one, I'm going to take my chances. Now that uh, Top Rope is not in the studio, MG, take yeah. it away. Who does Top Rope like? Yeah, Top Rope's real keen on uh, chances for the conference. Uh, he likes both uh, Ravens at $10 and the Colts at $12 to win the AFC. Yep. So he wanted to mention that. And also for the division winner, his standout one actually at big odds here is Carolina at $11 for the NFC South. Again, he's obviously taking a pot against Tampa Bay that I think are $1.34 at the moment. So there's some value around that uh, that uh, division. And, yeah, so. We both went in that division. That's pretty funny. We both went in there fading Tampa. Yeah, so the easy money might be to just delay Tampa, yeah. Tampa Bay for that uh, NFC South. So I like uh, the Steelers at 10 to 1 for their division. Uh, I have Miami at $5.20 and the Jags, of course. So, But all your odds are on uh, topsport.com.au. Um, there, there was a couple of future bets that I did see, MG and Jerry, that I did like. Now tell me, Jerry, if am I crazy in thinking that the Jags, Chargers, Ravens, San Fran will all make the playoffs at 21 to 1? Um, again, I, I don't think you're crazy, but I think you got to get a better price than that. Just the fact of having Jacksonville in there um, should have made that price a lot bigger of a payout. I don't see a problem with your other your other four teams. I, I, I see them all making it. Um, but just the fact that you're throwing Jacksonville in there, I'd, I'd got to get closer to like 30 to 1 on that. So uh, let's take a short break and we'll be back with To The House. Hello, guys, and welcome back. Time for To The House, brought to you by topsport.com.au, family-owned and operated for 35 years. Bet with a bookie you can trust. Bet with topsport.com.au. So what we've all been waiting for, the first match of the 2022 season, Buffalo at the LA Rams, Friday, 10.20 a.m., live on ESPN. Uh, the Buffalo are minus two and a half, and the total is 52 points. Jerry, what do you like? All right. I, we, we touched on this earlier about, uh, you know, the Rams. You asked me if they could repeat, and I said they're an underdog at home on opening night. So it, it tells you how hard it is to repeat and a great matchup we have here. I'm going to have to stay away from the side. I do like a lot of points to be scored. I think, like I touched on earlier, the addition of Allen Robinson, the wide receiver, uh, Matt Stafford coming in. Uh, second year in that system. And Josh Allen, uh, they throw the ball all over the place. I like over 52 and a half. I'll stay away from the side. It's going to be a great game. But look for a lot of points to be scored and let the NFL get off to a great start. Wonderful. MG? Yeah, top ropes are real keen on the uh, on the plus here. The Rams also, uh, plus two and a half, he, uh, four-unit play there. So he's, re he's really keen on the Rams plus two and a half. Uh, defending Super Bowl champs. He's also a lean on the over total with Jerry there. So that looks like a, a solid play over the 52 and a half. So, yeah, he's real real keen on that. Super Bowl champs are 14, 7 and 1 against the spread for week one. So it's yes. a good little stat there for how they back up. As Jerry said, they're at home and as a dog, it's a good, it's a good spot for them. No, I fully agree. 
So let's head into match two, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati, Monday, 3 a.m., bright and early, live on ESPN. Cincinnati are minus six and a half at the line and a total of 44 and a half. Jerry, who do we like for this one? All right, we got the uh, defending AFC champions. I think they beat Pittsburgh the last three in a row, and those were with Ben Roethlisberger and whoever else is out there. Mitch Trubisky, you know, honestly, I think he'll be an upgrade. I think he'll be an upgrade over Big Ben uh, because he's not a statue back there. He can move around. He's not that accurate. Um, But again, uh, I would like to go over the 44 and a half since he's got an unstoppable offense. And Pittsburgh, I think, with Mitch Trubisky with a little bit of mobility and not a statue back there, I think they can put – if Pittsburgh gets to 21 points, you can forget it. This game's going well over. So if I, I think if I can get Pittsburgh uh, to, to break 20, we're going to go over. So two for two on the overs. But that won't be standard for me on the season or on the day. That's just the first two. And I just think we're going to get off to a bang with some points. MG, top rope? Yeah, top rope's uh, – he's pretty keen on Pittsburgh, plus six and a half points here. Uh they are playing away, but uh, yeah, real keen on the line there. He's uh, he's going to go against Jerry here on the total. Oh. So first time, a bit of friction uh, on on third and long here. He's uh, he's he's semi keen on the under. Uh, not a real strong play, but yeah, under forty four and a half. Uh, two key stats that are going to play out, I guess, through a lot of these week one games. So I won't repeat it, but basically uh, the, the division dogs for week one run at fifty eight and thirty six against the spread, and also the dogs. Uh, who are more than six and a half point dogs uh, for week one are running at 43 and 27. So it runs through a lot of the TV games that we're going to describe for top rope. So that's the reason why he is on the plus, but also the under here. So Cincinnati have, have filled up a lot of holes that they had from last year. So it'll be interesting to see if they can return to the Super Bowl. So let's head into uh, the third match of our eight match schedule here in Australia. Uh, game three, Indianapolis Colts versus Houston Texans, Monday, 3 a.m. on ESPN. Indianapolis is minus eight points, uh, and the total is 46. Uh, Jerry, i got to tell you, I'm liking the uh, the line on this one. Well, I mean, I hope you're liking it the same way I'm liking it. Uh, it's just too many points. I mean, uh, I know we, we talked about, we touched on Matt Ryan coming to the Colts, but they are a run first, defense first, team. Uh, I think eight points is too many in the NFL, especially in week one. A lot of starters didn't get too many snaps in the preseason. They cut it down to three games. Then they had a week off in between. I I just think it's too many points. I mean, if this game was being played four weeks from now, I might feel a little different. Give me the home dog Texans of more than a touchdown, and I'll gladly take that. All right. Let's let's channel our dear friend, Top top rope. rope. Yeah, he's, he's he's on the Jerry bus here. It's good. I like it when they're uh, when they're both on the same page here. He's top rope's pretty keen here. Houston uh, plus the eight here as the home dog, and he's also got a bit of a lean to the under forty six uh, total as well. So the same stats he that I just read out for game uh, two also follows through for game three. The other interesting stat top rope uh, sent through to me is Indianapolis are only one twelve and one against the spread in week one in the last wow. fourteen games only covered one so. Um, the under here is 18 and six head to head these two teams uh, with six and oh the unders head to head in the latest history so that's how he's come up with the uh, the plus agreed with Jerry so that should be an easy bet for the punters and also under total and uh the Colts are the biggest favorite of the week when it comes to the line bending as well so 
Here's one that will come to your heart, MG. New England at Miami, Monday, 3 a.m., 7 mate. Uh, the line is minus 3.5 to the Dolphins, and the total is 46 points. Jerry, how are the boys feeling for week one down there in Miami? See, it's crazy. Uh, you know, as you said numerous times, I'm down here in Miami. It's like 93 degrees with 100% humidity every day, and I don't see that changing uh, for Sunday. Uh, I saw something where Bill Belichick, I think he brought his team down on like Tuesday. Usually they come down on like a Friday, but he wants them here the whole week practicing in the heat. Um, it, it's weird because I'm usually Miami in this spot, but I'm always taking points. New England is always favored. They always come into Miami and they always lose. And sometimes double digits, sometimes a touchdown. I think Miami's probably won four in a row. Miami even beat that Brady-Randy Moss team the, uh, one time, not the perfect season, obviously, but one time either the year before the year after they came to Miami and lost as like a 17-point favorite. So Miami always plays them well, uh, but they're in a different role. They're in the favorite role, but I'm still going to lay Miami minus three and a half. It's just something that the Patriots have a tough time overcoming. So, MG, how is uh, Top Rope feeling on this game? Yeah, he's, uh, he, he agrees with Jerry here at the plus three and a half. Again, unusual spot for New England in terms of the fact that they are the uh, outsiders. They normally uh, favorite, but as Jerry also alluded to, they don't have a great record in Miami either, whether that's all contributed to the heat or just the travel factor. But all the stats actually line up on the Miami side for this game, uh, which Top Rope normally follows. Uh, six and two against the spread week one, and the home team between these two teams is 16 and five. So it's a very dominant home home team record as well. But as you said, it's normally Miami getting the points in this situation, whereas this time they're the favourite. So, yeah, top row agrees with Jerry, uh, plus three and a half at the line. No play on the total. I think it's going to be interesting to the Patriots uh, leading the way with their offensive coach as their biggest defensive coach for, for several, several years. So <laughs> we'll see what happens there. So, all right, boys, let's head into it. Match five, the Los Angeles Raiders at the LA Chargers. Monday, 6.25 a.m. on 7 mate. Uh, the LA Chargers are a minus three and a half, and the over is 52 and a half. Uh, at 6.25 a.m., I'll be getting ready to order in my Uber Eats and my uh, McDonald's to have a hash brown. <laughs> What's your take on this one, Jerry? So uh, if you guys remember, this was like one of these epic games last year where uh, the last week of the season on Sunday night, Teams needed a tie where both of them were going to make the playoffs. And it just seemed like a tie was inevitable. Uh, and then uh, Chargers decided to call some timeouts. Uh, the Raiders were just content to just tie that game. Chargers called some timeouts, made the Raiders go for it, and they kicked the game-winning field goal. They went to the playoffs, and the Chargers went home. Uh, if you remember when we started this show, I gave you the Raiders as a surprise to win the NFC West. Uh, what better way to get them off to a right start than as a win at the Chargers? So I'm taking three and a half with the Raiders. Top rope. What's yeah. he taking? They must be doing the same form, these two blokes. Yeah, Raiders plus three and a half. Uh, very solid pick here for top rope. He likes them. Uh, yeah, the dog in this matchup is 19 and seven against the spread head to head. So solid, solid stat here for the dog. He's also keen on points in this game. He likes the over 52 in the total. Uh, good points here. The over matchup is 22 and 13. In week one, so um, good stats here for the uh, the plus Raiders at the line and over. Yeah, I'm definitely on the over. So match six. Now this is the one I've been waiting for. Green Bay 
at the Minnesota Vikings Monday morning, 6.25 a.m. ESPN. The Minnesota Vikings are a plus two, and the total is 47 points. So just quickly, Jerry, uh, Aaron Rodgers has 13 touchdown passes with no picks in his last four games against the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, but he does not have Devontae Adams. I think Alan Lazard is a little banged up. Um, I, I just feel that Green Bay will try to run the ball. Uh, I think uh, they, they had pretty good success running against the Vikings. I know we think Aaron Rodgers, we think throwing it all over the place, but they have a very good success rate running against the Vikings. Uh, I think the Vikings will also be able to run the ball against the Packers. I know they have a new coach, uh, and I know that uh, you know Kirk Cousins, he is who he is. He's an average quarterback, depending on if he gets some time. I think people, this game will come off division foes. They're going to feel each other out. I I just see a lot of running in this game, and I do see under the total. Uh, I don't like anything on the side. You know, gun to the head, I would think that the Vikings at home would be the winner. But I'm just going to go with the total. Let's just go under the total and pass the side. Does Top Rope agree with Jerry? He's minus the gun to the head. Uh, (laughs) He uh, likes (laughs) the Vikings here at the plus two. Mid-range play for him. Minnesota are 21 and 7 against the spread as the home dog. So that's a key stat here for Top Rope. So he doesn't have a play in the total. So we'll take the play in the line and Jerry can have the play in the total. So match of the week, match seven, Tampa Bay at Dallas Cowboys. Monday, 10:20 a.m. ESPN, big party at my house. Tears by half time. The Dallas Cowboys are a plus two, and the total points is 50. So Let's see how these two teams go with uh, holes in the offensive line and hopefully the Cowboys can get away with a win, Jerry. Yeah, I I mean, the funny thing about this game is I want to say it was either last year or the year before, I can't remember, but they opened up with each other and Tampa was like a nine-point favorite. I think it was last year. It might have been the opening game coming off their Super Bowl. Nine-point favorite against the Cowboys and now we fast-forwarded and they're only a a two-and-a-half-point chalk. Um, I know that Dallas uh, is probably going to win that NFC East, and we we both think that Tampa will have a down year. But I think they win this game. I think minus two and a half uh, is the right side. I'm getting less than a field goal with the better team. Uh, I, I just feel, gut feel, that Tampa is the right side here. That upsets me immensely, Jerry, <laughs> but thank you anyway, mate. Uh, all right, what is uh, Top Rope saying? Cowboys uh, win? Uh, Top Rope's got better news for you. He, like, oh, he likes your Cowboys at the beautiful. plus here. Uh, yeah, mid-range play for him. He's, uh, you know, they've they got a very good record. They've won 7-0 seven, seven and o against the spread as a dog at home, Dallas, uh, in recent history, 13-3 and three, uh, with a longer history. So, yeah, plus the plus two at home. Uh, we've kind of said, I guess, in the futures play, we were all potting Tampa Bay. Um for the Super Bowl, even the division as well. So, yeah, expecting your Cowboys to get off to a solid start. He's also got to play here on the over 50 on the total. Uh, Dallas are 13-6 and six at home under the Dome. So keen for some points in this game. As you said, there's a few holes uh, on both offensive lines. So if they can get the ball away, Dallas and the over. Well, if you ask me, it should be 19-0. But anyway, who am I? what am I to know? Who am I to say? Okay, so the final game on our schedule is Denver Broncos at Seattle, uh, or formerly as it known as the Russell Wilson Cup. Tuesday, 10.15 a.m. ESPN, uh, the Seattle Seahawks are a plus six and a half, and the total is 
five. Jerry, uh, for the li- the final pick of the week, mate, uh, how's it looking? Yeah, I mean, you're not going to make a lot of money laying a road favorite of this type, um, but it's it's more about the situation. I, I hate to do this, but I have to lay Denver minus the six and a half on the road. I think Seattle's a mess. I touched on it earlier. I think Carroll is well past his prime. I think he's got a disaster over there. I think he's prehistoric with all the analytics and throwing the ball and going for it on fourth down. He's old school, punt it, run the ball, play defense, although he doesn't have a good defense and he doesn't have a good running game. So uh, uh, Russell Wilson has everything to play for here. Seattle's looking at a down year. I think Geno Smith is going to get the start. I think he beat out Drew Locke. Neither one of those guys are any good. Uh, The 12th man will be rocking Seattle at home, but I just think Denver's got too much. Again, like I said, I don't like to normally lay around a touchdown on the road, but there are special occasions, and this is one of them. So, MG, for the final time, top rope, what's he thinking? Does no, he agree with Jerry? No, they're locking horns on this one. Um, yeah, top rope likes a plus. He's uh, the home crowd factor. I know the lineups probably don't suggest it. Just quietly, I've seen better uh, Monday night football lineups for week one. I think the NFL have uh, <laughs> had a scheduling uh breakdown here Denver at Seattle they could have chosen a better game but anyway uh top rope likes yeah the plus six and a half uh unbelievable record Monday night football for week one the dogs are 27 and 12 so we're going to stick with the stats here and not many points in this game hard to hard to score maybe it might be raining hard in Seattle as well under 44 and a half here the under uh with Denver being favorites is 38 and 17 for the top rope stats so yeah, the plus and the under to finish. For all your betting action, head to the Little Birdie Shop. This year, we're going to have two packages. Jerry, Jerry's shoebox, top ropes to the house for $22 a week. Be sure to head there. Thank you for all your tips. They've been amazing, and hopefully I can send my kids to a private school by the end of the year. So each week, our panel of three will be granted $100 to invest. Sponsored by topsport.com.au. Top Sport is Australia's biggest betting bookie. Bet where the pros get set. We've all chosen a charity to represent for the year. Whoever has the most winners at the end of the year, their charity will receive all the money. Jerry, who have you got as your charity for this year? All right. So I got the old Baker Mayfield revenge game. Um, Carolina Panthers at home laying the one and a half. Uh, I got Baker against his old team, Cleveland Browns. It's so weird. He gets to get right out of the gates week one. Not only is it his revenge game, but we also get a Cleveland Browns team without Deshaun Watson. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, uh, again, another guy who is who he is. He's just a guy. I watched him play for Miami last year when when Tua was hurt. Uh, He's been a placeholder. He's never going to be anything other than an average or below average quarterback. I think the home crowd, I think Baker Mayfield, I think Carolina gets off to a 1-0 start, and I only got to lay one and a half points to pretty much win the game and I cover. So Carolina is my play for the charity. Wonderful. MG, top rope, who's he feeling? Who? Where's the money going for the charity at the end of the year? Yeah, just quickly for Jerry's charity because he's kept it in Australia, which is very kind of him. So he's going to represent the logs, uh, lost dog's home here in Victoria North Melbourne. So uh, they will be cheering for his tips for the year. And if he wins, then all the money will go to the Lost Dogs home. The top rope, he is going to represent the Ronald McDonald House uh, this year. And he has sent me through the Houston team, line plus seven. So I'll be uh, representing the Royal Children's Hospital. 
Uh, my tip this week is the Lions plus four and a half over the Philadelphia Eagles, mainly for one reason. I despise the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's competition time, third and long ankle breakers competition. MG, can you explain to us the competition? Yeah, so same as uh, last year, the the way the competition went about, we're going to uh, nominate a game each week. And on the Twitter, the fans will be able to go there and select the winning team and the margin. And what the prize will be this year, we're in conjunction with Ankle Breakers and we are going to put up a signed memorabilia item of the winning Super Bowl team, uh, whether that's a helmet or a jersey, we haven't decided yet. So for this week's match, for week one, we are selecting the Monday game at 10.20, so we'll allow everybody up to get up and have their breakfast. It's going to be Tampa Bay v. Dallas Cowboys, so we will post that on our Twitter, either at littlebirdie.com or third and long. And the punters there can pick the team or the margin. So, for example, for this week, if you like the Dallas Cowboys, which we do, you can tip the Dallas Cowboys, say, by three. And whoever lands on that margin will uh, be the nominated winner for that week. And then every uh, weekly winner will go into the end of season draw on ankle breakers and we'll draw that out live Super Bowl week for the prize. So that's a wrap for week one's show. Hopefully I'll be back. Uh, you can probably smell the nerves coming through the microphone. But thank you, guys. Also, remember to hit the shop, littlebirdie.live, to subscribe to the tip packages from either Jerry or Top Rope. Follow us on YouTube or find us in the Apple Store, on Spotify, on SoundCloud. I'm old. I don't know what that is. Uh, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow Little Birdie TV on Instagram or Twitter. And you can also follow us on Third and Long TV as well remember for all your nfl action you can find all the odds on topsport.com.au invest wisely punters enjoy week one and mg thank you for filling in uh for the hardest working man here at the <laughs> little birdie crew top rope uh, we'll see you soon thank you